We're learning a sicha on this week's parsha, Parsha's Vayetze, the fourth sicha, in Chelek Tezvav, on page 252. The shir today is being learnt, Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef ben Yomin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. In the Heinte Gesedre, Vertezelt Metagresa Ariches. In this week's parsha, the Torah relates at great length, V'yakav avinu zayinig b'veis lovam, while Yaakov Avinu was at the house of Lavan, what was Yaakov occupying his time with? He was busy with the flock of sheep of Lavan. Both the fact that he was there working as a shepherd for the sheep, and also the reward that Lavan paid him for all his work, is given mitzayin was also all with giving him a lot of the flock of sheep to keep. Azoi, and this was to the extent, as ein ikir chush is given sign. The main possession that Yaakov Avinu owned was the sign that he got. Und von dem is enes asche geworden, and this is what Yaakov Avinu got rich from. Vayifreit ish ma'oid ma'oid, as it says that he became extremely rich. Vayilet sign rabbis, he had many sheep. So later he had maidservants and servants and camels and donkeys. And Rashi explained what happened. He sold his sheep for a high price. And he was able to buy other possessions. But whatever else he had all came from the sheep that he got from his father-in-law Lovan. From Deswegen Zetman. At the same time, but we also see as in Parshas Vayishlach, in the beginning of next week's Parsha Vayishlach, by the Shlichas from Yaakov to Esav, and when Yaakov sends messengers to Esav, so there the possessions that Yaakov owns are counted or mentioned in the following order: which means he starts with the Shir, he has an ox, a donkey. Only afterwards does he mention Tzayin, flock of sheep. Tzayin, noch sher b'chamer, following sher b'chamer. Unit Tzayin, al-tereshis veke kenyani. When he tells Esau, and he shows him what he has, he's not counting the Tzayin, the flock of sheep, as his primary possession. O befrat, as es is oich nit vifrier, and also, it's not like earlier, when the Pasuk that sailed, v'yakiv is not lofen von lofen in, when the Torah speaks about the fact that Yaakov ran away from Lavan, over there it says, and what did he take with him? All of the sheep, all of the flock. And then the rest of his possessions that he bought with his flock of sheep. So even when he leaves Lavan, the Torah first talks about what he took along with him, so it talks about the flock of sheep that he took with him. But nevertheless, when he comes to Esau, he doesn't speak about the sheep being his first and primary ownership of his possessions. So this has to be explained there. Both points that ever will explain here. What is the significance of the fact that the Torah spends so many psukim describing Yaakov Avinu's involvement with sheep? And why, when it comes to Esau, does he put sheep as number three in his possessions, even though that was really the source of his entire richness? Yet the Indian in Torah, so the Rebbe continues that we know every single matter in Torah is a hira nitzchis vayedin yidin bechol zman bechol makim bechol zman. It's something which is eternal, everlasting, in every place and every time. Or befrat the ma'isa avis definitely the things that it speaks about in the Torah that occur to the avis. Valachaveran that sailed in Torah 
Definitely a subject of Yaakov Avinu's occupation by Lavan with the sheep, which takes up almost an entire parsha. Was then a similar bonum, definitely it's a sign for the descendants, which means not only a sign, but anasinus kayach to the Aveda from the bonum. It empowers the Aveda of the children of the Yidden, Bene Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, the descendants of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So now, taking the details mentioned before, so we understand there, as the Protomanal and Yaakov's the details about Yaakov's being occupied with the flock of sheep includes three details which have to be explained. Aleph number one, as Dafgit Sain, Hod Gebrach, Deva Yifreit, Seishmoid Moid. Where did Yaakov become so rich from? From a flock of sheep. So, what's the significance about Yaakov Avinu occupying his time with sheep? Le'idach, on the other hand, just is given that yes, the, the flock of sheep was his primary possession. He did, however, go and change this, or he bought with these uh, sheep other possessions as well. As mentioned before, and Gimel, the third detail here, in sein Schliches zu Esavin, when he sends to Esav to say what he has and who, what, what, he, what is his possessions, he mentions the flock of sheep that he has after saying that he has an ox and a donkey. So in all these details here, this exists in the Ruchnis the Gavayda of every Yid. Sheep represents Ruchnis the Gavayda. Shvachais, Avadim, Gemalim, Chameirim also represent Ruchnis the Gavayda. And the way Yaakov approaches Esau is also a Ruchni Zegaveda. Everything, of course, about Yaakov Avinu's life is Beruchnius as well, or even primarily Beruchnius. And therefore, the lesson for us Yidin that we take from this parsha that speaks so much about Sain is also a, a lesson or empowering us in our Aveda Ruchnius. So the Rabbi here will begin to explain what is the significance of Sain in our Ruchnius connection to the Eibishter. How does Tzayin show on any special kind of connection? So the Rebbe brings a Medrash. We'll understand all this by what the Medrash tells us. When it comes to the connection that Yidin have to Hashem. So the Medrash says, The Eivishter is for me like a father. And I am a son. Then the Medrash says, The Eivishter is a shepherd. And I am a flock of sheep. Is you do at the Shailim, then, so the question that's asked on this Medrash is, if you did not compare to being a son that's so closely related and connected to Hashem, like a son to a father. So what does the Medrash add by the fact that you didn't connect to Hashem similar to sheep that connect to a shepherd? On the contrary, that seems only to minimize their connection. What value is there at all of the love and the connection that a shepherd has to his flock of sheep if you compare that to the connection that a father has to a son? State of them the beer, so the explanation that's said about this in Chesidus is, as he and Isenes, this itself, that sheep have no value to their master, in other words, they, they are on a completely different level. 
just behemoths, just animals, that the master is a shepherd for, this itself actually is the entire point. This expresses a deeper connection that you didn't have to Hashem than even the connection of a son to a father. Why is that? The fact that Yidin are referred to as the sons or the children of Hashem, this expression indicates that Yidin are an entity that have value, that exist in, in, the, in the place of the Father, the Meibish and Hashem. Now, even though, as the Fabund von Anishamim mit Meibishin, the connection of Anishamim to Hashem is Nitviya ben Lamata cannot be compared to a son below in this world. A son is born and he's independent. He has his own personality. He's in existence for himself. Separated from the father. That's not true when we talk about the connection of the Nishame to the Ebishter being a son and a father. Nor rather, the Nishame is Kulachad. The Nishame is completely one with Hashem. The Neshama never becomes separated like a child born independent and, and separated from the father. So if so, Ben, in, in, in the expression of the connection of a Yitta Hashem, is a Ben and a Av that are united. So if so, what could be greater than the connection of a Ben and a Av before he's separated from the father when that Ben is one with the father Mamish before birth? Is the Chaber, however, nevertheless, that Etzem Toyar Ben Abavais, the very title of this of, of referring to Yidin as a son, what does this indicate? As does this Kiilu This is as if there's another entity here, Nitarav, which is not the father, and if there's an entity that, that's valuable, that's close, that's high, that has a close relationship to the father. And that is the basis of the connection. The basis of the connection is who the son is, what, what value he has because of his high level and closeness to the father. Just like a father and a son, his connection to the father is not because of what he's not, not because of how low and small and distant he is from the father. On the contrary, the son is so close and so one, and because of the value of who he is, that's the basis of the whole connection. So therefore, when we talk about the connection of the Eibish to Tiyidin by this marshal of a Av and a Ben, what that means is that the connection of Hashem with Yidin, which are one with him, but still is expressed by the fact that there is a Metzius of a Ben that has value and has closeness, which is connected to Hashem. So therefore, what does this mean? Such a type of connection where there's, there's the Eibish there, that's connected to an entity, which this entity has value to be connected to him, this could only be true if we speak about a godly revelation that comes down in Seder Ishtalshalus, where the godly energy is coming down through a certain process of a tzimtzum and coming down in a certain limited degree. And therefore this is a level of godliness which is a source for creation. And therefore there's an entity that exists. So therefore, the Yidin could be referred to as a Ben. A Ben is an entity which is connected to the Father. So again, even if that Ben and the Father are one, but nevertheless, how are they one? The oneness of the Ben with the Av is expressed in the Metzius of the Ben, that he, as a valuable entity, is one with the Father, with the Eibishter. That's one level of connection. However, when we're speaking about godly revelation, which is completely above any of the steps in the process of Hashem revealing Himself 
to, to something, to anywhere where anything else has a value other than Hashem, is Gam Ben So here the Pasik says that even the expression of referring to Yidin as one with Hashem like a son, or one with Hashem like a brother, all of that doesn't, doesn't exist here. It's impossible to say that there's any entity on any level that has any value whatsoever if it's Hashem Himself. And therefore, when you speak about the very essence of Hashem Himself, where there's nothing other than Hashem, so here the love to the, to the, that the Ebishta has to Yidin is compared to the sheep that are connected to a shepherd. The entity of the sheep, and also the love that the shepherd has for these sheep. What is the basis of this love? It's not a connection which you could say that there's the entity of the sheep, that they have a certain value that's similar, that's close, that's on the level of the av. Or the, or, the, or the shepherd, and that's the, the nature of the connection. That's not the nature of the connection at all. Adarabah, the, the sheep have absolutely no value, Lagabi the shepherd. But the shepherd owns them. The shepherd chooses them to be his. These are his sheep, and therefore he values them. He loves them. But the love he has to them is, is, is not based on who they are. But on the other hand, though, this itself is does gufa This itself expresses the tremendous level of connection that Yidin after Hashem. Even on this level where there is nothing other than Hashem Himself, nothing else has any value whatsoever. It's just the very essence of Hashem Himself. So there is no other entity that you could say that this is connected. Even there, where it's just Hashem Himself, is da the Even here, there's the love that Hashem loves Yidin. So, in other words, it's not coming; it's not being expressed in or through something else other than Hashem Himself. This is Eivish Himself. He and nothing else has any value. He loves Yidin. Eivish chooses to love Yidin. This is the expression of the connection that Yidin have to Hashem, like like tzayin, like sheep that are owned by a shepherd. Nor the chaviv over here. This love that Hashem has for Yidin is nit mitzad zayir mitzias. So this is not a love which is based on who they are. Nor fakert mitzad zayir oitzim abitul tzmeibishin. It's because of the tremendous level of self nullification to Hashem. The fact that Yidin standing in the presence of the essence of Hashem do not exist at all. They don't sense themselves at all. It's just all the Eibush himself. So here, when you have this absolute bittel, this is a vessel for this tremendous revelation of Hashem Himself. As the Pasik says, As great and as high and as holy Hashem is, so he, where, where does that level of godliness dwell? In a place which is low-spirited, a place which is completely nullified to Hashem. So, so the point that Rebbe is saying here is, we see that Daf Ketzayin expresses a deeper level of connection to Hashem than a Ben. As deep as the connection is between a Ben and a Av, the nature of the connection is in the Metzius of the Ben, who the Ben is. On the other hand, by the Tzayin, the nature of the connection is who the Tzayin is not. It's all about the Master. It's, he, he's the only one that has a Metzius. Everything, Lagabe, the Master, is nothing. And, there, and, and therefore, over here, the love is purely coming from Hashem. 
Noich der Inyan, der Eitzim Abitl, so this concept here, this tremendous Bittl that is a Kali for this tremendous revelation, is Merum is in them, was even Zen Geglichen zum Zayn. This is also hinted in this specifically that amongst all animals, Yidin are compared to the connection that a shepherd has specifically to a flock of sheep. As we can clearly see, Sheep naturally are more subdued and more bottle. They're more, uh, they're, they're nature. They're not as, as, as wild and as uh, so on. More than all other animals. So therefore this nature of bittel, which expresses this ultimate connection and love, Yidin Hashem, is specifically expressed in what keli, the keli of bittel that we see in the nature of tzayin, in the flock of sheep. So this is the explanation in the difference between the connection of Av and Ben and the tzayin and the Raya. And the Rebbe will explain how this plays out in Avedis Hashem, different aspects in serving Hashem and how we relate to Hashem. So these two different titles that Yidin have, Ben and tzayin, being a son or being like sheep. So these are two different approaches, are two different aspects of serving Hashem. Our connection to Hashem as a son to a father is expressed by our learning of Teireh. Was Ikra, the primary learning, the primary exercise of learning is the the learning, the comprehending. The person's brain takes in and digests and understands the subject that he learns. So here, when a person learns, it's he, with his entity, with his brain power, is learning and understanding. And he takes Teire into his entity. So he becomes completely unified with Hashem, but how, who? He, his entity, understands and relates and connects to Hashem. So over here, the emphasis is on the Metzius of the person. So the Rebbe immediately clarifies what this means. Although we know when a person learns Teireh, in order for him to be able to learn Teireh properly and to learn and understand the true understanding of Teireh, talking about understanding Hashem's holy wisdom, a person must have absolute bittel to Hashem's Chachmah, not involve himself too much. If you start thinking about your own opinions and your own personal approaches, you're not going to come to the true understanding of Teireh. As we say in the end of Shemayin Esra, only when a person sees his soul like dust, that is the keli to open up your heart for learning Teireh. It's also known, this is the idea and the importance of making a bracha before you learn Teireh to understand that the Teireh I learn is not simply wisdom, as great and as holy as this wisdom may be, but it's Hashem. It's Hashem that's in the wisdom of the Teireh. So we see over here that learning Teire is really bittel. The only way you could learn and understand Teire is through nullifying yourself to Hashem. Is this nar, was the bittel is a yisoid, va However, the bittel is only a foundation and an introduction to the actual learning itself. Aber the limudat Teire gufa is the chnit mit bittel. The actual learning itself is not an expression of bittel. The actual learning is expressing your ability to understand and relate and to figure out the idea of the Chachma that there is here in the Teireh. So therefore the connection of the Yidin to the Ebishter in Teireh is like the connection of a Av and a Ben, where the connection of the Av is, ex- is expressed in the Metzius of the Ben, who the Ben is, not who he's not.
Tzoyin, on the other hand, when it comes to sheep, vaist of the Ravede from Birurim. Tzoyin refers to a different kind of Aveda, when a Yid is going out in the world to refine and elevate and find the holy sparks and bring them back to the source. Tzoyin is from Lashon Yitzhiyah. Another meaning of the word sign, besides meaning a flock of sheep, also means to go out. A raised game from the David al when a person leaves the four Amis of where he learns Teireh, and instead to occupy himself with matters in the world, and to turn them into a place which will be a dwelling for Hashem here below. What's the connection of the Aveda of Birurim to the Bittal that the Rebbe spoke about before, which is the nature of the, of the sheep? So the Rebbe explains it's specifically this kind of Aveda where a person steps away from his learning and is ready to go out and bring this into the world and elevate the world. This expresses the true Bittal of Yit Hashem. The Yitzit, he's leaving his comfort zone, he's leaving his place where he could express himself. This is a kind of Aveda that the, the accomplishment of this and the gain of this is not for yourself. For his own perfection or for his own elevation. Why is that? Because on the contrary, if a person is thinking about himself, that so then you have to go down to the world, you have to go away from where you could naturally expre- express yourself and your talents and your abilities and your learning and your understanding, and instead go down a level, go down to the world to a place which is below you. He has to stop from his learning. In learning, the true, rich, and powerful kaychas of a person, his understanding, is expressed in his learning. And instead, and instead he occupies himself with activity, with his hands and with his feet, which, comparing it to his heart and mind, which is involved in his learning, are much lower and much less important much less powerful kaychis than a person has internally. So this is a big experience of going out and going away and giving up from yourself, from your own personal experience and being involved in learning. So why does a priyid do this? Nor belois. The only reason a priyid does this is because with this he fulfills Hashem's purpose of creation. He's losing on his own entity from what he's comfortable with for himself, but yet this is the real fulfillment of what the Eivishter wanted in the creation of the world. And therefore this is tzayin, both meaning yitzia, go out from yourself, and also the tzayin, which is the bittel. And this, this comes with absolute bittel to the Ratzen of Hashem. So these are the two Avedis of the Ben and the Tzayin that you see here that's represented in the two points that the Medrash says in the connection of Yit Hashem. So now based on this, the Rebbe comes back to what we see regarding Yaakov Avinu, his occupation with Tzayin. Why is Yaakov Avinu so busy with this Tzayin? So with this we can understand what's the connection of Yaakov Avinu being occupied with Tzayin and specifically when? When he was at the house of Lovan. Meaning when Yaakov Avinu was living before he went to Charan, before he was by Lovan, we don't find that Yaakov was involved in Tzayin. Specifically when he comes to Lovan by Charan, that's when Yaakov is occupied with Tzayin. Reason is the chiluk zvishn avedis Yaakov in the zman vegn velches retzach in parshas teldes on avidas vizi verter is gebracht in parshas vayetze 
What is the difference between who Yaakov is in Parshas Teldis, where it speaks about Yaakov after his birth, and the following Parsha, this week's Parsha, Vayetze, where it speaks about once Yaakov went to, uh, to love him. So these, these are sort of two different aspects of the Aved of Yaakov. Why is that? In Parsha's Teldis, Parsha's Teldis, as the name of the Parsha indicates, Retzich wegen dem Zeit, was Avedis Yaakov is given bepchenes ben. So over here, this is Yaakov's birth. And Yaakov is born and he has his connection to Hashem, is described as, as a son. Teldis, Teldis means he was born. And therefore, how is the fact that it's connected to Hashem like a son expressed? By the fact that Yaakov sits and learns Torah. All is Shalever in the tent of Shem and Ever, which it says refers to Torah Shabiksav, Torah He sat and learned Torah. That expresses in his entity his connection to Hashem. And that was safe, I said. Even in the end of the parashuv, when it talks about the fact that he was forced to run away from his parents' home, is an ita vek He did not yet, at that point, leave the tent of Teira. Before he comes to Lavan, Yaakov Avinu spent 14 years in the yeshiva of Ever and Dort learned Teira, and learned Teira there day and night. That's Yaakov and Parshish Teldas. Yaakov is the son. Yaakov, the one learning Teira. By contrast, in Parshish Vayetze, we discover a new aspect of who Yaakov is. Yaakov goes out He leaves not only the place of Teireh but comes down to the lowest place in the world a place where the anger of Hashem was there in base Lovan Arami the house of Lovan which was an Arami so there, what was he occupied with? In the simple sense, the simple shot of the Pasik, he worked with sheep, the shepherd of his uh, father-in-law. This was his entire focus. All of his energy of his Aveda was now involved with sheep. From Yaakov Avinu, we learn out the attitude that an employee should have when he's working for his employer, how he has to be so diligent in the time, meticulous in, in, in his work. So over here, this kind of Aveda of Yaakov Avinu being involved with the Tzayin and fully focused on this, which is as the Rebbe explained before, the Tzayin is the going out to love on into the world and with the absolute bittle. So as this kind of Aveda does need cooking dick of them not paying attention to the tremendous level of concealment of godliness that exists in the house of Lovan is Yaakov Nispalgvan. This did not at all touch or affect Yaakov. On him Lovan Arashagarti, Vitaryag Mitzvah Shamarti, as he tells later to Esav, I yes I lived with Lovan, which is a Russia, but Garti means Taryag Mitzvah Shamarti, I kept all mitzvahs there. On had a dart oivgishtelt. Not only that, it's there that Yaakov Avinu gave birth to all the shvatim, the shvatim shifteka, and an even from mitasish lema. He gives birth to all of his children, and all of them are tzaddikim. The avide had a rezgebracht and tachlis a bittel for Yaakov, and it's this avide in the house of Lavan which expresses the real bittel of a yid and the real bittel of Yaakov, which is expressed in his occupation of the tzayin, which tzayin is bittel. So now based on this, we could understand the point that the Rebbe was asking before about Yaakov Avinu, why the Torah gives so many psukim to describe the sign. As das is the tam pnimi, was the ikke, von dem rechosh, was Yaakov at fadint, 
on mitkenum from base lavan is given sign dafka. We now understand why the main possession Yaakov Avinu earned and took along with him from lavan was sign. Violent sign is merumiz that ili ruchni to velacharis sugekum and durech avidasa beveis lavan. This sign represents this new level that Yaakov came to by this new kind of aveda going outside into the world into the house of lavan. That in a bittel canal. An absolutely new level of bittel that is expressed in sign, where the sign themselves, again, the point as I've explained before, the sign themselves, it's not in their entity that they have a value in their connection to Hashem. The sign is because of what they are not. It's all just about the Eibishter. And therefore, this is absolute bittel. This also explains the precise words that the Torah uses, Yaakov expanded and he broke out of all boundaries. From Loshim Paitid's Gedah, the expression that's used to break boundaries. When a person has this kind of bitl, which is expressed in the flock of sheep, is this breaks out from all the levels and all the boundaries that there are in Ruchnius and Seyed Rishtalshalus. You come to a level of godliness that has no limitation. Based on Ma'oid, as it says in the Pasik, the term Ma'oid twice. The Psukim. Chsidis translates the Psukim that we have in this week's Parsha. says that my father in law changed the reward that he said he would pay me 10 times. He changed Nekudim to Akudim. Kept on playing around with Yaakov. That's a simple shot on the Pasuk. And Yaakov is complaining that he's not getting paid properly. But Chassidah says this actually means Lamal Yusa. Yaakov is saying something over here in the positive. What he has gained through his Avaidah. As Yaakov Avaidah said, Mamshach given Atzmus Ratzen Hamaitzel. Yaakov Avinu in his Avaidah connected to the very essence of the will of Hashem. Which is higher than any levels of divisions or any formulation. So therefore the scha that he gets, gets distributed in all different kinds of ways. In other words, it's chosen as something which is unlimited. It's not limited to one formula or one, or one certain level. It's, it's all different kinds of tzayin that he received because this is the expression of the absolute bittal that breaks out of all boundaries. So here now the Rebbe will explain the Aveda of the tzayin and the ben. So seemingly based on what we said over here, the main Aveda of Yaakov Avinu began on the level of a ben, in Parshish Teildis. But then in Parshish Vayetze, Yaakov Avinu goes to the next level, Vayetze, and he comes to a higher level of bitl of tzayin. So seemingly that would mean that the level of ben of Parshish Teildis is not needed anymore. Now he goes to the next level of Tzayn. But here in the next place, the Rebbe will explain that in Ayid Zavayda, you have to have a combination of Tzayn and Ben. It's always true that the, the nature of a connection of Ayid has both elements together. Kishem vidravayda from Ben suggests, like as we explained, Ayid relating to Hashem like a son. Wusinyona is mitavonavasage metzias. It's the Abishter's connection that's in you can expressed how in your understanding, in your entity. So this is not enough. You must then introduce the level of Bittal, which is a deeper connection. But the truth is that in the reverse it's also true, as in the Ravid Funsain. Was Ikra is Bittal. Yes, when a Yid comes and serves Hashem, like the connection of sheep to their shepherd, which is primarily just absolute Bittal, 
Muzn zayin di pu'ulis fun ala kaychas nefesh zayin mitzies. Nevertheless, you also have to have the activity and the involvement of all of the different talents of the person's soul, which means his mitzies, who he is, should be involved. Not just a avoid of self-nullification where the person shuts down all of his personal feelings and, and mitzies, but also the idea is to involve and include the entity of the person. Father Abba, on the contrary, this is extremely important. Because if a person is just serving Hashem, just with being bottled, self-nullification, and low-spirited, one will not be able to fight the concealment and the challenges that there are in the world. One must have as it says right at the beginning of all four parts of the Torah and Shulchan Aruch, the Code of Jewish Law. What's the very first point? As Kanemer and Gibakari from the Mishnah and Yavis, that a person should be bold like a leopard and be strong like a lion. As Madaf Nutzen di Midas Ha'azos, a person has to use this attribute of being bold and even audacity, maybe. Shalele is Baish Mipnei Bnei Adam Amaligim, not to be embarrassed of people that are scoffing or mocking him. On the Midas Agvura, and to use strength, Lez Gaber Al Yitzre, to be able to be strong over the evil inclination, Le to defeat him, to have the courage to fight and to fight to the point where you completely defeat him. So therefore, a very big part of a person's Aveda is to utilize his entity and the powers that Hashem has given into him to be able to fight back. Or, however, the so over here you have to have the proper balance of these two, of the Ben and the Tzayin. And therefore, what you have to forewarn over here is as follows. This that he's being very bold and courageous and he's strong and he's fighting. This all has to come, it has to be rooted in the bittle that he has to Hashem. If the fact that he's being strong and stubborn is a result of his own personal ego, anything that's there's a, there's a, there's a self that's involved in this, is so then this is a problem because nice of them in addition to the fact if you're fighting with the strength that you have for who you are so here you'll never know who is going to be victorious in this battle this is meglech it's possible as it's such a connected hotten sich matter from dem sug as a starkheit maybe the other side the eight that's fighting with you has a greater strength than the strength that you have. If the, if the kind of strength that you're using is your personal strength, the strength that comes from your ego, at least to some extent, so then you're using a kind of strength which is from the same type, from the same source of the strength of the Yetzirah. Sahara. So that how do you know that you're going to be stronger than him? That's one point. Is But it's the more, more important point of here is, this is Heipachaktusha. Fighting with a, with a boldness and with a courage, but if it comes from a place of ego, that's totally opposite of holiness. So this kind of strength will not properly assist you in fighting against those that are mocking you and those that are opposing you in your Teirah Mitzvahs. When do you go with real strength and a guaranteed strength that you'll be victorious? It's when the person expresses his strength and his courage, because he's drawing it from Teireh. 
He's drawing it from his bittel. He's doing it because this is what Hashem demands. Hashem demands me to stand up for my standards and to stand up for what I believe in. Dan is das gvure azas gvure This is the type of boldness. This is the type of strength that will definitely be victorious over an opposition. So this is the balance that there has to be between the ben and the evet. That you do have to have. Not sorry, not evet. The sikha talks about the ben and the tzayin. You do have to have the kayach of the ben as well. But that ben, the kayach of the strength of a person, which is the expression of who he is, has to be rooted only in bittel. It all has to be a, a, an outcome of his absolute bittel Tashem, and therefore he's ready to stand up for what's right and what the Torah demands. And here the Rebbe points out that we see this also in Shulchan Aruch, in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch specifically. This is a deeper reason for the tour. On Azayich and Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, bring like the nomim from the Bala Maimer as Kaneme. The Torah quote the name of the one that said this in Pirkei Yavis, that one should be bold like a leopard. Yehuda ben Tema. What is the significance of this name? As the Rebbe often says, names of Tanoim itself have tremendous meaning. So the name here comes to hint to the fact as the that this lesson, that a person has to be strong like a leopard, or bold like a leopard, is when is this proper, and when is this acceptable, if this is coming with the attitude of Yehuda ben Tema. What does the words Yehuda ben Tema represent? Yehuda Meloshen Haida. Yehuda means someone that is submitting himself to Hashem. The Aveda fun Bittl, submission and self-nullification. On, even furthermore, says Nit Maspik as the Bittl, Zosain Blois Viagdome Betchilis Aveda. It's not enough that a person should have this level of self-nullification just as an introduction in the background, as a foundation for his Aveda. Nor der Yehuda Davzain Ben Tema. Yehuda has to be Ben Tema. What does Ben Tema mean? Der Bittl Davzich Nochanan Arreizogen in der Anhogefanaskanemacholo. This Bittl should constantly be expressed and sensed. In every aspect of your Aveda, while you're expressing tremendous strength and boldness, what should be sensed at every moment is that this is really just an expression. It's saying Bittal. It's really Bentema. It's speaking Bittal. Because the reason this is so important is because when if a person is in this motion and in this attitude of being strong and, and courageous, it's possible that this kind of nature should bring a person to just being bold and, and, and have the chutzpah and the audacity and, 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 and his ego should be expressed. So therefore over here it's important that the bittel should be there constantly in every moment of him expressing this boldness. In other words, this is in contrast to what the Rebbe said before regarding Limudat Teireh. By Limudat Teireh, the Rebbe said the actual Limudat Teireh itself is an expression of you using your seichel. And the bitl over there is just the hakdama, the introduction to learning. But over here, since a person is using this kind of a nature of boldness, which is an expression of strength, and it's very easy from there to fall into yeshus, into ego. So therefore over here, it's necessary not only to have Yehuda as an introduction to your Aveda, but Ben Tema, to constantly remember and realize, and it should all all the time express that this is just bitl, this is not about me, this is just me standing up for the standards of Teireh. So now based on all of this, the Rebbe comes back to the details that the Rebbe pointed out in this week's Parsha regarding the occupation of Yaakov with Tzayn. Thus is the beer and the Pratam and al of the base and Tzayn Yaakov. Now we can understand the details that we find in the Parsha regarding the sheep that Yaakov was involved with. 
Sorry, missed a couple of lines here. So the Rebbe says as follows: Yes, as we see that Yaakov's main avoda and the main possessions he had was tzayin, which is the bittel. However, he wasn't satisfied with this. He also bought and included in his possessions shvachos, avodim, gemalim, v'chamayim. What's the reason for this? While, based on what we learned before, we understand in order for a person to have the proper success in being, being able to elevate the sparks of the world, the holy sparks in the world, and especially to be able to come and approach Esav and to refine and elevate an Esav, it's not going to be enough to have bittel. You're going to have to have different kinds of Avedis in order to be able to reach different details and different aspects of the existence of the world. And the different aspects of Ayid's Aveda, which takes his entity and the kaychis he has to be involved, are hinted in the various things that the Pasuk mentions here, which is explained in Teirayr. So the point is, yes, bittel, bittel, person has to have the tzayim, which is the absolute bittel, in order to go out into the world, to drop your own comfort and to drop your own level of being involved in your higher kaychis and learning and to go out to the kaych of Asi into the world, it takes bittel. But at the same time though, in order to accomplish this avedis abirudim, it's not enough to bittel, you also have to have all of the kaychis of the person involved to be able to reach every element of the world. Not in dams and events, but however, over here, in order that this should be done properly with the proper balance on one hand, bittel, but yet at the same time utilizing all of the kaychas that you have as an entity. So, over here, you have to have the following two points which will make the right balance here. Aleph number one, the Agdolas Arachosh Mitiprotam Neisafim, all of Yaakov Avinu's additional possession that he got later. It was all acquired and all came by exchanging with the sheep that he had. Which means, using all of the, the, the faculties and the energies that a person has, it's not separated. It's not a separate thing that now it's me. Now it's me being active here. It's all continuing and as a result of the bittel, in order that that bittel should accomplish what it needs to, so then for the sake of the bittel, you're utilizing all your kaychas. But then another point here is, Even later, when he bought other possessions, he didn't sell all of his sheep, and exchange it for other items. On the contrary, that sign is, even after Yaakov Avinu buys other things, but the tzayin, the sheep always remains his primary ownership, his primary property or primary possession. What does this mean? Even when a person is involved with the world which is fighting against him, and there's a concealment, and you have to be very strong, and you have to utilize the powers and the energies that Hashem gave you in your Metzius, you got to be strong and bold. But nevertheless, the bittel has to go along with you. You have to sense constantly that it's not about me. It's all about the Torah, about the Ebesh, me expressing my bittel to Hashem here. So now we come to Esau. This is all explaining in this week's parasha in Vayetze, the Tzayin, and also the other possessions that Yaakov bought with the Tzayin. But now when we come to Esau, all of a sudden the Tzayin becomes number three. Take sort of a back seat. What happens over here? 
So, wie sehr, so ich verstande, was in der Schlüche ist, so weißt du, wenn Werte Prat von Zeun nicht gestellt als Erster von den ausgerechneten Praterichos. When he comes to Esau, so wie hier, the Zeun, that he mentions, is not mentioned the first, it's mentioned number three. Chach, as das ist gewähnt, Ikerichusche, even though that even at that time, this was the main possession that Yaakov owned. Mit den Sagen, so the point here is as follows. Mit den Sagen, weil Yehili Shevach Amor Yitzayim Vevet V'Shivcha. When Yaakov comes and tells Esau, here, this is what I have. I have Shur, Chamer, Tzayin, Eved, and Shifcha. What was he really saying? Hat Yaakov gewollt dem Mannen die Sache yoyz und Koiches Neilem, was wollen im Beistein. Yaakov is mentioning the tremendous merits he has and the powerful energies and Koiches he has, which will stand him good. Now the Zohi is over here, this is explained in Medrash, one of them is famous. Chamer refers to the Chamer that Melech HaMashiach will ride on. That's what really he was coming to show Esau. He was coming to show him strength. He was coming to show the power and the zechuyas that he has. Und damit abschrecken Esauin, für zu tun, was Esau hat gewollt tun. And with this, he wanted to scare Esau of fulfilling his wish of what he wanted to do. That was the main point of it. Dealing with a person like Esau, there's, it's necessary to show a lot of strength and the, and, and the, the power you have. Und der Rebbe hat er nicht gemacht, wenn er der Prat von Zayn, dealing with Esau, he didn't place Zayn as number one, was weiß, dass Teva ein bisschen was schifflich war, no. The Zayn is representing the nullification, being low-spirited, being subdued, was kann das abschrecken? Esau, when you come to an individual like Esau, it's not stamp dealing with something in the world, but a person like Esau, darf er Esau beikert und zum allem ersten der Herr in dem Teuke von Jakob. The very first thing Esau has to see is, this person is very strong. Don't deal with him, don't mess with him. So Jakob is coming with the strength of who he is, the strength of uh, his Kaiches and his Zachias. Er darf take wissen, but at the same time though, Zayn is not left out. Er darf take wissen, as by Jakob is dort Zayn. He also should know that Yaakov has in his possession sheep, the says in Yina Bittel, that there is the Bittel, that's really the source of his Aveda. So therefore, whatever strength he has, he's not just expressing his own personal level of strength that he has. Nor says, It's the true source of strength, it's the real strength, holy strength. However, at the same time though, that doesn't take front and center stage. That's not the main point now. Now when you're talking to Esau, you have to come with strength. And that's why the Tzayin is only number three here. Das is up in the Rebbe, however, adds, this is only benigayet to them, was the Tzadshik and Neged, Daftaherin. This is what the opposite, the opposing side, has to sense and realize in order to be scared off. However, a person to himself, you got to know and remember the memes, what the truth is. As their teikiv is at teitzof and bittel. That whatever strength you have, whatever courage you have, it's not your own. It's all just expressing your nullification to Hashem. On the contrary, the primary possession of a yid, what is the foundation and the true connection a yid has to Hashem, he's tzayin, he's absolutely bottled to Hashem. Without any personal involvement, it's not something that's expressed in your mitzis, it's who you are not, like tzayin, that are nothing to their master. There's no erech, no value it has at all. The Eibishter himself, there's no value to anything other than Hashem. That is the place of the true love and the true connection of Yid Hashem. That's the real foundation and the real existence of who Yidin are. Okay, the Rebbe now concludes with a very, very powerful lesson that's relevant for our generation. The einfach is 
So the simple lesson that we have in our generation is as follows. So first of all, as the name of the parasha indicates, our Aveda today must be Vayetze. Arreiz gain un lichtig machen de Welt. Go out, illuminate the world. Yes, you must have the proper preparation of learning Torah in the tents of Shem Ve'ever. But you have to follow Yaakov's footsteps to then go and expand into a tremendous and unbelievable expansion, which is Milu Esa'aretz V'Kivshua, that go out and fill the world and conquer the world. You have to go out to the land. And occupy your time with illuminating the world around you. On the contrary, it's today, in these last moments before Mashiach comes, is that the primary is not in the learning but in the action. Unlike it was in the times of the Gemara, when it says given in Talmud Torah, where then the main occupation of a Yid was in learning. And this is based also to a psakdin that it says in Shulchan Aruch. Today, we don't find anybody, which the Gemara describes, a person that his entire profession is learning Torah. Which was the level of Rabshim Be'echoi and his colleagues. And this is not even something which is found by a minority of Yidin. The main Avedah today is in action. In the Maisa Tzedakah, because that's the Kavana. It's not by mistake that this happens. The Ebesha creates us in this way, because this is the Kavana of our generation to go out into the world and elevate the world around us. And especially in our generation, this occupation, to go and find, seek out those Yidin that are wandering around in the darkness of Golas. And to place them into a corner of light, into the light of mitzvahs and teireh. So what does this consist of? Finding these yidin and bringing them into the fold of teireh and mitzvahs. Is not, this avaitah does not consist of to take a person that is an ignoramus and turn him into a very learned scholar. To take someone that's on a lower level of learning and make him a bigger lamdan, that he should be a greater scholar. Somebody that may be lenient in his fulfillment of mitzvahs and bring him to the next level where he becomes God-fearing and he does mitzvahs very meticulously. That's not what it's about now. This is a matter of saving souls, saving Eden that are completely lost. By occupying yourself with this work, you're saving Yidin and their families for all future generations. As his own blight me Yidin, that they should simply remain Yidin, not to chas and assimilate and intermarry, and there'll be no nothing left of them. That they should begin living and observing Taito Mitzvahs the way Yid should be, at least regarding their action and their in their observance of Taito Mitzvahs. So this is the main Aveda that we have to take from this week's parsha, the Tzayin. Or Vayetze, go out into the world. And here in the next days, the Rebbe will bring in the union of the Tzayn, the Bittel of the Tzayn. 
Another point here is in order that this Aveda shall be with great success, you must do this Aveda only with absolute self nullification. You're not getting involved in this for your own success, for your own fame, to build for yourself something, but it's all being done just for the purpose to fulfill the Eivish's Shlichus, to illuminate the darkness of Golis with absolute bittel. It's because when a person does this Aveda, this Shlichus in the world, with this self nullification, is in it so then Yahweh will not be limited and will not be focused only on those areas which is suiting your nature or things that give you pleasure, things that give you enjoyment. There's no difference where I'll be sent, which corner of the world or on which aspect of work it is that I have to be involved with. In whatever place or whatever condition where the Ebishter sends the person, and whatever kind of level of Yid he comes in connection with, he involves himself with all of his energy, and with all of his strength, to establish that many students, and it should be beyond any of our imagination, any of our, of our limitation, and to expand to a tremendous extent. When a person goes with this idea, with this focus and with this approach, it's not about me expanding myself or expanding what I, what I could do and the, the beautiful building that I could build, but it's about building a shlichus for the Eibishter. So then you will see success in all kinds of students with all kinds of Eden that you come in connection with. As we see by Yaakov Avinim, Kem Yem Im Kem Akudim, different kinds of sheep, different kinds of Talmidim this hints to. Viyal do kolatzain. All the sheep, they'll all give birth. Alla Talmidim vaksanoiske the boy, all students, all those that you, that you have an influence on, will grow up properly. Unachme, Padais, Virabis, Jason Mishatzain, as we find by Yaakov Avinu Rashi says that they multiply more than all the other sheep. Unsis mitase shleima. And everything that comes from you will be complete. You'll find there will be nothing negative in any of your children. They'll all go on the right pathway. And also in all your students, all those that are connected to you will follow in the right pathway. This prepares every individual Yid and all Yidin together. To the ultimate and complete redemption. When Mashiach comes and redeems us, not one yid will be left out. With the yid, as the promise that Nevoah tells us, to look to echad echad Every single individual yid will be collected and gathered. And all of Klal Yisrael together, as one huge congregation, will return to Eretz Yisrael, mamish spiritually in our days.